It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti with you here from SI Panthers. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week and had a good weekend. We are rolling as we've got a little bit of breaking news to start off this Tuesday edition of Locked On Panthers. We'll be talking about that, and we'll be talking about some mock drafts going back to the draft network touching on their pick and i think it's time to start our own little mock draft we'll have our first live mock draft of 2021 with the help of our friends from the draft network so i was excited to get into that but we'll start right away with the breaking news tuesday morning it was an expected bit of news and it has finally come the panthers are parting ways with defensive tackle K1 short. It is not surprising. We talked numerous times when discussing the salary cap and ways that the Panthers could create some salary cap space. This was one of the players that we mentioned, and the Panthers are going through with it. Short, of course, was limited to just five games over the last two seasons after a pair of season-ending shoulder injuries in both years. He was set to count nearly $20 million against the salary cap in 2021 and entering his age 32 season for a team in such a rebuilding stage like the Panthers are and trying to create cap space, trying to get some young people in there and build this team back up probably wasn't the best idea for, you know, as great as short has been for this franchise, you're not hanging on to a, a defense, especially at a defensive tackle position. You're not hanging on to somebody that's been injured the last two seasons and, again, was only limited to five games and was set to make $12.5 million in base salary. He had uh, $1.5 million in per-game roster bonus and a $500,000 workout bonus, plus over $6.3 million still in, uh, in bonus cap charges as well from his signing and restructuring. So almost $20 million he was set to count against the cab. Now, the Panthers have a bit of a decision to make. Will they make him a pre-June 1st cut or a post-June 1st cut? Chances are, I think they'll make him a post-June 1st cut, and this is why. Now, of course, that would mean they wouldn't get the salary cap relief until uh, until June 2nd, but the decision comes down to, and at least using the numbers from over the cap, 
if the Panthers make him a pre-June 1st cut, they would save about uh, $8.6 million in salary cap space and would leave about $11 million in dead money. If they go to a post-June 1st cut, the dead money charge actually drops to about $6.3 million, and the cap savings for this year would be about $13.25 million. So really will be interesting what the Panthers decide to do. Are they going to wait and make him a post-June 1st cut and get that extra $5 million, $5 million in cap space? Or are they just going to jump right into it with the cap savings and just take the $8 million and change? It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but, but at least according to Schefter, they are releasing him today. So we'll wait and see what the what the designation is. But those would those are what the numbers would be. Excuse me for uh, the dead money and the cap savings. Again, according to over the cap, so it'd be eleven million in dead money, but about eight point six million in cap savings if he's a pre June first cut, and then six point three million in dead money and about thirteen and a quarter million, almost thirteen point three million in cap savings. If they make him a post-June 1st cut, and then uh, they'd have about $2.3 million as well in dead money uh, next year, I believe. Because you, know, you still, I think, push some of those uh, prorated bonuses to next season. So, really going to be interesting to see what they do. But again, this was an expected move for the Panthers. Especially with, you know, Bravion Roy playing well last season and... Of course, first-round pick Derek Brown flashing throughout his rookie season. So you've at least got your two young guys at the defensive tackle. You know, it wouldn't hurt for them to get a little bit more depth at that position now. Um, even at, even with uh, F.A. Obad, of course, still there. Um, but they'll probably look at that position a little bit, maybe toward the end of the draft. But at least you've got uh, pretty much your two young guys now all set with uh, with. Bravion Roy and Derek Brown. So, again, we'll see what happens. But, again, the expected news has happened. K1 Short will be released by the Carolina Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, that's just the quick news. Uh, like I said, I do want to jump into a couple mock drafts here. We'll check out the latest mock draft at the Draft Network, and then we'll use their mock draft simulator to have our first live mock draft of this 2021 draft season. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, uh, we're giving a shout-out to our friends over at betonline.ag. Uh, as always, great support from them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, of course, might be over, but you've still got NBA, you've still got college basketball. I mean, we're less, we're only about a month away from 
March Madness. A lot of good stuff going on. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's go to the Draft Network. And, of course, again, now that we have a little bit of more news, or a little bit of a kind of an added need, um, and actually, too, uh, kind of live here, just seeing on Twitter from Joe Person, it does sound like uh, Short will be uh, a pre-June 1st, because Joe Person noted that it'll create almost $10 million in cap space with $11 million in dead money, so does sound like that's what's going what uh, what the case is going to be. So at least still a a significant number a significant amount of salary cap space. And then again, just real quick, we'll look at the um, the cap calculator for the Carolina Panthers. Again, they came into here with about maybe fifteen million and change, uh, somewhere around that number, uh, twelve million according to over the cap that was with a projected salary cap of about 185 so it might even be a little less well we cut k1 short that saves about 8 million now you're at about uh again using their number of 185 20 million dollars if you go to about 180 about 15 and again still a couple other guys that could be potential cap casualties steven weatherly is another guy that they can cut and save about six million dollars so We'll see what happens. And again, I mentioned Matt Parity's almost $5 million. So that right there could take you to about $25 to $30 million in cap space if they want to go that route. But enough about salary cap talk for now. Let's go to the Draft Network, as I said, and check out first Brantley Wiseman's uh, latest mock draft pick for the Carolina Panthers. And as I always do, I go through the, the first few picks just to kind of set the table for you so you know what uh, or who was off the board when the pick was made if you haven't seen the pick or if you haven't seen the mock draft. So obviously, Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jags. He has Justin Fields to the Jets at number two. And then there is the trade. So he's yet another person that has the Panthers moving up. He has the Panthers sending the eighth pick this year, plus a first and a third next year. So that would be an interesting trade in that you're not sending, you're not really sending any draft capital this year. All you, all this trade would be doing this year would just be moving up five spots and they'd only be sending two picks next year, which of course would include their first round pick. But Brantley does have the Panthers moving up to select Zach Wilson at number three overall, and I've said before, I would not have a problem with this. I th and it really feels like this is kind of where we could be going with this Panthers team because of the aggressive nature that they're taking at the quarterback position. And we've talked about how they have to pony up a little bit to jump in front of these a couple of these teams uh, to get to get one of these quarterbacks if they want to get up there. 
Uh, this is what Brantley writes about the pick. He writes, See, I still love Wilson. The Panthers are clearly going to be aggressive to get a new quarterback as the team offered a strong package to acquire Matthew Stafford, but were outbid. Owner David Tepper wants to win and win now, so trading up to get the quarterback they believe can get them to where they want to be is an easy decision. In Wilson, the Panthers are getting a hyper-instinctual player who has an innate feel for the position. He's a playmaker who can win in and out of structure and has all the arm talent necessary to succeed in the NFL. And you guys know by now, I'm pretty well set on Zach Wilson as well. I pretty much have him right up there now uh, with Justin Fields. It's almost kind of like a, uh, a 2A, 2B type deal right behind right behind Trevor Lawrence, so I really feel like the Panthers can't go wrong, but, uh, with, well, really with any of these quarterbacks, even throwing a little bit Trey Lance in there, but Zach Wilson does feel like he gives you a lot of upside. Uh, we saw the way he he just kind of burst onto the scene, you know, not necessarily a, a obviously not a Joe Burrow-esque rise, but still a very strong rise from where he was at the start of the season to where we are now. So I think it would be absolutely worth the Panthers. And really, again, that's not a bad haul to move up from eight to three. All you really, all he's really sending in this uh, proposed deal, again, is a first and a third next year. So you're not even touching your assets this year. So they would still have their second round pick, which is in the top 40, as well as all the other picks. So that to me is pretty key. You know, giving up a couple picks next year, whatever. Future picks obviously can change in value um, all the time. But right now is is when the Panthers feel like I, I've said, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to, you know, wait until next year to draft a quarterback. But as Brantley mentions, and I think all you guys are well aware of this as well, David Tepper wants to win now. You know, I think he's starting to get tired of waiting. I mean, he's been the owner now for a couple of seasons, and the Panthers, of course, have not done much of anything in those couple of years that David Tepper has been the owner. We know, of course, it's been now uh, four years since the Panthers have even reached the postseason and, of course, have not won a playoff game since reaching Super Bowl 50. Five, or four losing seasons in the last five years. Their best record, of course, was 2018 at 7-9. So this is a team now that wants to make that move now. This is a, an ownership and a, a coaching staff that wants to make a splash now it feels like and the draft right now feels like the best way to do it i really don't think at this point they're going to be in the mix for deshaun watson so the draft is likely their best avenue and zach wilson definitely feels like he gives the panthers a lot of upside so i would not have a problem there if the panthers were to make this move and i've said before too as you guys know Number three feels like the sweet spot because it really depends on, you know, certainly a lot of it depends on what the Jets do at number two, 
but I still feel like they're going to go a quarterback one way or the other, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Zach Wilson. Personally, if I'm making, if I'm doing a mock draft right now, I'm sending Zach Wilson to the Jets, but I think the Panthers would still make a move up for uh, Justin Fields if, uh, if that scenario plays itself out. I think they would still like the upside and the you know, the, the strong play of Justin Fields as well. So it really feels like they're going to be in either way. I could see them making this move no matter which one gets past the Jets at number two. But number three feels like the sweet spot because um, you're trying to get ahead of Atlanta at number four. You can't count out Philadelphia at number six. You know the 49ers are going to try to be aggressive and move up. The Patriots could sneak up if... Um, if the board falls a certain way and, you know, some of these quarterbacks fall a little bit. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's quite a cat and mouse game. So really going to be excited to see what happens over the next couple months and, you know, what the end result would be. But like I said, I have no problem with this decision here, especially that it's Zach Wilson falling to number three with the Jets taking fields, that the Panthers send two picks next year to move up five spots this year and get Zach Wilson. So definitely definitely have no qualms about that as well. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And speaking of mock drafts, like I said, we're going to do a mock draft here in just a minute. And we'll see what kind of trade offers we get or if we can come up with a trade ourselves. So really excited to get into that. But before we do that, a couple of shout outs as well here. First, our friends at BuiltBar.com, makers of the best protein bar, best tasting protein bar ever. All sorts of different flavors, even deliciouser than the old style Built Bar. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. All these bars, of course, are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, really, really great flavors. Pretty much a taste for uh, really anybody for the most part here. And of course, these bars are healthy. Great if you're a health conscious guy, great if you're trying to lose or maintain weight, and even great if you're on a keto diet. All sorts of benefits, and it's basically the bar. So really, really good stuff here. So go to BuiltBar.com. Try these bars for yourself. I promise you will enjoy them. Locked on is the promo code. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 20% off your next order. So again, that's uh, locked on is the promo code, getting you 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And today's episode also being brought to you by rockauto.com, the family business, family online business serving customers for over 20 years, helping you get any sort of part you need, no matter what kind of make or model of car you have. Everything is right there on rockauto.com. Easily, you're easily able to navigate 
all the different parts for your vehicle or truck, whatever the case may be. And they have just about every kind of part you need, whether you need brake parts, motor oil, carpet, tail lamps, whatever. And whether you're a classic or a daily driver, rockauto.com is the place for you. And you can get them delivered directly to your door. Again, you very easy to navigate the uh, rockauto.com catalog. And their prices are always reliably low and always the same, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com and save yourself a little bit of money? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now it's time to go into the mock draft machine for our first live mock draft here in the 2021 draft season here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And of course, uh, just real quick, want to say too, Thank you, as always, for all the support, you guys. Whether you're a longtime listener or you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support and hope you guys are excited for draft season as I am. So let's get started here. We're at the mock draft machine now on the draft network, and we're going to try to make a a move here. I'll start that right off. So we'll uh, make, so we'll go with the first two picks. And then we'll pause it at pick three. So that's where we're sitting right now with the Miami Dolphins. So we're going to try to make a trade here. So let's go to trade. And uh, we are the Panthers. And we are going to partner with the Miami Dolphins. And we are going to offer pick eight this year. And I think to probably to sweeten the deal a little bit, I'm probably going to throw in a pick this year. So I'm going to throw in the third round pick this year. Uh, which right now is number 72. And then we're going to go into next year and we're going to give them the the Panthers' number one pick next year for pick number three. So we're going uh, first and third this year and a first next year to move up five spots. We're going to send the offer. Dolphins are evaluating our offer and the Dolphins have accepted the offer. So now we are on the clock at number three, and Zach Wilson was taken at number two by the Jets, but that is okay because, as I stated in the last segment, I wouldn't have a problem with the Panthers going either way. And so we are going to take Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State, number three overall. So similar similar scenario to what uh, Brantley Weissman did. And um, actually, if you guys heard the ring, we actually have a trade offer here. And we're so we're going to evaluate it here. So we have a trade offer here from the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are offering pick number 21 for uh, picks 40 and 113, as well as 153 and 230. So we'd be uh, so the Colts want four draft picks for the Panthers to move up from 40 to 21. See, in this scenario, you know, I didn't have a problem packaging a third this year and then a first to get a quarterback, but now we still have a bunch of other needs, and is it really worth trading four picks, a second, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh, 
to move up from 40 to 21. I don't think I'm going to take this offer. I think we're going to hold on to these picks. We'll see if we get some other offers, but I'm going to decline this pick. Um, like I said, a lot more needs that I think we have to fill with the Panthers that it's not worth trading four picks uh, in the rest of this mock uh, just to move up just outside the top 20. But now we're back on the board here at number 40. And a couple of the guys still on the board, uh, guys like Liam Eikenberg, Javante Williams, uh, Christian Barmore, which would be an interesting pick here with K1 Short being uh, released. But again, you know, they have Derek Brown, they have uh, Bravion Roy. So would they invest in the D tackle round two? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but a couple of offensive tackles here on the board into your offensive lineman. Uh, so a, a couple options we can go here. Uh, certainly corner is another possibility that I think the Panthers have to go to. Um, but I think a bunch of these guys we can probably maybe wait on. Again, now we don't have a, a third round pick. Um, but looking at some of the corners, you got Aaron Robinson on the board of UCF, Greg Newsom of, of Northwestern, uh, guy I really like though out of Syracuse, Ifedu, uh, Melifonwu, uh, Tyson Campbell of Georgia is an interesting name. So uh, a couple of options there. Uh, tight end could be a possibility, but I think the Panthers can wait on on tight end. You know, maybe get a guy like Kenny Aboa later in the draft. Uh, linebacker got to try to find somebody in the middle there. Uh, and Chaz Surratt is there. Uh, Jabril Cox is an interesting name that we can maybe see See if, uh, if he's still on the board, though he probably won't be. Uh, but offensive tackle is probably the position I'm leaning toward right now. Looking at some of the names, I mean, you, again, you got Liam Eikenberg, you got Dylan Radins, James Hudson of Cincinnati, Jackson Carmen of Clemson, Spencer Brown, the 6'8 kid from Northern Iowa, uh, Deontay Smith of East Carolina, Robert Hainsey. Uh, so a couple of good names at the top there. And the Panthers really have to address the left tackle position. I mean, I think it's about time that the Panthers finally stop turning the left tackle position into a carousel. I mean, we all know uh, the, the who's who of who's played left tackle for the Panthers over the past six, seven years. Uh, interestingly enough, and I just saw this from John Ellis' Twitter feed, Matt Khalil is no longer on the Panthers' books. His dead money is finally off the board. So that's that's definitely a bit of a relief. Um, but got got to find a way to solidify that offensive tackle position. And I tell you what, I think I'm going to decide between one of the top two guys here, between Liam Eikenberg of Notre Dame and Dylan Radins of North Dakota State. And I think here at number 40, you know, Eichenberg has gotten some buzz as a uh, a first-round prospect. He's an interesting guy, 6'6", 305, can, you know, slot right in at left tackle. I think here at pick 40, not, not a bad spot here uh, to solidify that left tackle spot. And you could still have some depth with guys like, you know, Trent Scott. And again, this is also saying that, Greg Little has more or less busted out. You know, obviously injuries played a big factor in that, but it doesn't feel like the, uh, the this new coaching staff and new regime is going to put much stock into Greg Little. I think they're going to try to get one of their guys 
at that position. And so I think here at number 40, we're going to go with Liam Eikenberg, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. And now we sit and wait through the rest of round two and, of course, now all of round three, now that we've traded our third-round pick to the Dolphins to get Justin Fields. But I like the start here so far. The Panthers have their quarterback of the future now in Justin Fields. They have their new left tackle in Liam Eikenberg. And we're going to assume that Taylor Moten is going to get the franchise tag. So at least we've got the bookends set. But we've got a pick here, or we got a trade here now from the Cleveland Browns. They are actually offering us to get back into round three. They are offering their third round pick here, which is number 89, four picks, 113 and 185. Now, I wish there was a way to still see the board, but I guess we can go to counter offer here. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll go into counteroffer quick, we'll hide this, and we'll look at some of the players still on the board. So we just talked about uh, the cornerback position. Uh, unfortunately, there was a major run at the quarterback position, or at the cornerback position. Uh, the last five picks in this mock were actually all corners. Uh, Sean Wade, Paulson Adebo, Elijah Molden, Keith Taylor, and Israel Mukuamu. So if we look at who's left at the cornerback position, uh, at least using the the rankings here on TDN, Trill Williams of Syracuse is still on the board. So unfortunately, we did miss on uh, Fede Melifano, who actually went near the end of round two. So he didn't even make it to round three. Uh, but his teammate, Trill Williams of Syracuse, still on the board. Benjamin St. Juice of Minnesota, who's an intriguing guy. Same with uh, Kelvin Joseph of Kentucky. So still some interesting names here at the cornerback position. Uh, we look at other positions that the Panthers can look at. Let's go back to the linebacker position see who's still there. Jabril Cox is still on the board. And I was really intrigued with him at the left tackle or at the, uh, the senior bowl. And, you know, he could be kind of versatile. Maybe they could fit him into the middle linebacker. He can drop into coverage. Uh, feels like he can hold his own at the, the middle spot. And looking at the, at least the draft profile here from Joe Marino, he talked about how, uh, how his ideal row is a pursuit style linebacker that can play man coverage. Scheme fit 4-3. Uh, says he's a Outstanding coverage linebacker, terrific in man and zone coverage, making him an ideal uh, matchup linebacker, which would be uh, really good for this uh, for this Panthers defense. So you know what? Uh, with Jabril Cox still here on the board, and that can certainly give the Panthers some flexibility on you know matchups and things like that. So you know what? Uh, let's get back. Let's see if we can get the the trade offer back up here or we can actually just uh make the trade there we go so we got the trade back up so we're going to send 113 to the browns for uh or we're going to send 113 and 185 so we're sending our fourth and one of our fifth round picks we would still have a pick in the fifth though for the browns third round pick we're going to now send the offer since we're now technically counter offering here on uh but the browns did accept so we're back on the board and we are going to select 
Jabril Cox, the linebacker out of LSU. So that should give us quite the dynamic athletic group of linebackers with Cox and Shaq Thompson. You could still try to play Jermaine Carter in there. Jermaine Carter wasn't too bad at the uh, the middle linebacker position last season after he took over for Tyre Whitehead. And, of course, Jeremy Chin can play kind of all over the field. So now you've got some flexibility here. Now you've got players that can move around really like this. And then we, now we've got another offer here. And this is an interesting offer here, too, because it would gain a pick this year. Because at this point, we don't care about next year's picks because we're just picking for this year. Uh, the offer we now have on the board here, or on the table, is from the Baltimore Ravens. They are offering to get us back into round four as well as a sixth round pick. And we would be sending a seventh round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year. Well, it would give us a chance to gain a pick this year. And I think it's a good deal. I think we're going to go ahead and take it. And we're going to go ahead and look at who's on the board here. So we've addressed quarterback, we've addressed offensive tackle, we've addressed linebacker. Let's go back to the cornerback position, Steve, who's still on the board. Rodarius Williams of Oklahoma State, Ambry, Will or Ambry Thomas excuse me, of Michigan, Kerry Vincent, a lot of intrigue into Kerry Vincent Jr. Really going to be interested to see what happens with him. Uh, but those are some of the guys at corner. Uh, interior O-line is uh, another position I think we have to look at too but there's some names here i think we can wait on uh especially a guy like jack anderson of texas tech is a guy i've had my eye on a little bit uh trey hill's not a bad spot either so those are guys i think we can wait on with uh with our uh possibly fifth round pick maybe even into the sixth round so and just real quick actually let's look at edge as well not that the panthers need much edge but they could use some depth uh, especially after they in all likelihood, release Stephen Weatherly. But Ronnie Perkins is on the board out of Oklahoma. Cameron Sample uh, is actually a really intriguing name here. And, I mean, you know what? You can never have enough edge rushers. So, I think this is, this is a tough call. Let's go, to, let's go back to the corners and some of the names that could be available uh, in the fifth round. We could be looking at... A guy like Thomas Graham Jr. of Oregon, who I think is an interesting name here. So, I think we're going to go with what could be one of the top players available. And really, and actually, let's just, for the hell of it, uh, the top two players on the board remaining here, on the predictor board, are those two edge guys. So... Now that I'm thinking about it, adding a guy like Cameron Sample, you know, again, edge might not be a uh, a huge need, but you can never, I'm always of the thought that you can never have enough edge rushers, and Cameron Sample has been an intriguing guy, and you add him to the likes of Brian Burns and hopefully a healthy Etor Gross Matos, I think now you've got some guys to work with here, so you know what, I think we're going to swerve a little bit, and we're going to go with Cameron Sample the edge rusher out of two lanes. So now we're starting to build that front seven. We've got Cameron Sample helping Brian Burns and uh, Gross Models attack the quarterback. We've got Jabril Cox that can be out there in coverage. And we've got our quarterback. We've got our protection. Now we're back on the board here. Uh, pick 153. And 
Uh, you know, some of those players are still on the board. You know, I talked about, and of course, unfortunately, um, some of those interior guys <laughs> that I mentioned are both off the board. That's that's just my luck. But you know, that's uh, that's the way the draft rolls sometimes. But and even tight end Kenya Bow is off the board. Um, but they'll probably, you know, they might go later uh, with the uh, with the tight end position. But I think. Let's just see if he's still on the board. Thomas Graham is still on the board. We're here in the fifth round. I think that's the guy we're going to go with. This is probably about where his value seemed to lie, but he does still have a little bit of upside as well here too. So we're going to address the corner position, and we're going to go with Thomas Graham Jr. out of Oregon. So now, again, to recap as these picks are flying through, we traded up for Justin Fields in the first round. We took Liam Eikenberg in the second round, Jabril Cox in the third, Cameron Sample in the fourth, and Thomas Graham in the fifth. And now we're coming back up on the board here at pick 194. And some of the top guys still on the board. A WAP failure of uh, Indiana. A lot of receivers here, and it just shows it's a, a, uh, a deep class at the wide receiver position. She Smith, who had a great week at the Senior Bowl. Josh Imator, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, I apologize, Imator Behebe, I probably butchered that, I, I'm sorry, the kid from Illinois, uh, Simi Fahoko of Stanford, obviously some of this depends too on what the Panthers do with Curtis Samuel, uh, but we're back on the board here, um, you know, we can double check the tight ends that are on, that are on the board, um, Matt Bushman is on the board. He's been a guy I've been targeting in the seventh round. Very athletic guy, but he's coming off injury. And, of course, he's a little bit up in age because of the uh, the service time that he had at BYU. So we might hold on there with a lot of the other top guys there. Uh, interior O-line, Josh Sills is still on the board of Oklahoma State. Jay Curran of Cal. Uh, Tristan Hodge, BYU. Jimmy Morrissey, Pittsburgh. So it kind of shows, too, that... Uh, Interior line is drying up a little bit too, so maybe next time we'll uh, we'll experiment with attacking that position a little earlier. Interior D line, um, there's actually a name on here that intrigues me a little bit. Mustafa Johnson. Now he's a little bit undersized. He's um, you know he's only listed 6'2", 290, but he moves around quite a lot. The Colorado moved him kind of all over the field. So I think he'd be a nice depth piece here for the Panthers. And uh, we're sitting here at round six, getting close to the end. I think we only have uh, the one pick left. So, and that's if we still have. Actually, we could double check our, uh, our picks with the trade and see what we have left this year. And... Actually, this is our, uh, this is our next to last pick. We still have one more pick in the sixth that we acquired from Baltimore. So we have one more pick after this. So I think we can wait on Mustafa Johnson. I think in this case, we're going to just go uh, BPA or one of the best players available. Let's go ahead and get another weapon for, for Justin Fields. And let's kind of double check some of the receivers here as well. 
uh, maybe some other names. Uh, Jalen Darden of North Texas is an intriguing guy with a lot of production. He had Austin Watkins, UAB. Uh, but I think we're going to go with Shai Smith. Uh, of course, California ki Carolina kid from South Carolina. So I think we're going to roll with him. And then if he's still on the board, we are going to roll with Mustafa Johnson out of Colorado as a couple of D linemen went off the board, but so far nothing yet. And of course, the pick right before we get back on the board was Matt Bushman. Uh, but Mustafa Johnson is on the board, uh, so we'll go ahead and go with him to round out our draft. Um, you know, so it shows that some of these positions the Panthers might have to attack early before it dries up pretty well. You know, positions like tight end, positions like cornerback. Um, but overall, I think we did pretty well. You know, with the first couple of picks, again, we we secured our quarterback of the future, at least that we hope has secured our quarterback of the future in Justin Fields, and we got him some protection with Liam Eikenberg in the second round. We got a really nice linebacker in Jabril Cox. Again, can really help uh, in coverage, move around the field, really help with uh, matchups. Added some edge pressure with Cameron Sample. Added to the cornerback room with Thomas Graham. Shai Smith, uh, another weapon for Justin Fields uh, to go with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And then Mustafa Johnson, the versatile defensive lineman from Colorado. So that's our first mock draft. Let me know what you guys think and let me know your thoughts uh, or your, your mock drafts. Of course, go to the Draft Network, check them out. Obviously, there's a bunch of places to do mock drafts. All of them are really nice. And, and just to recap to the trades that I made, again, we traded first round and third round picks this year plus a first round pick next year to move up to number three to the Dolphins to select Justin Fields. Then we traded up... Accepting an offer from the Browns, we moved up to pick 89 from 113, also sending a fifth-round pick to the Browns to select Jabril Cox. Then we had a trade with the Ravens. We picked up a fourth and a sixth in exchange for a seventh this year and a fourth-rounder next year. And we took Cameron Sample with that fourth-round pick and Mustafa Johnson with the sixth-round pick. So that's the mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, always, always appreciate you guys. Love talking to you guys. And have a great rest of your Tuesday. And we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.